Coming up, five barriers that are keeping you complacent. And then we're going to look at the jobs report. What was everybody anxious about? What's the good news? What's the bad news? And what does it mean for you? We break it all down right now. Helping you win in your work so that you can win in your life. More money, more meaning. I'm Ken. This is the Ken Coleman Show. So I've been coaching people now for a long time, and I've talked to over 5,000 people live on the air on this show. And so what that does for you is you see patterns really well, right? You talk to that many people, you coach that many people, you come away with some pretty clear conclusions. And so today I think I'm going to give you some gold in the area of excuses that I see that are very common. And by the way, I deal with these excuses. And these excuses are rooted in doubt. So I want you to grab this. If you understand what is at the root of anything that you do, good or bad, it's a game changer. And and so I'm going to tell you what I've seen for many, many years, and I'm going to break these down for you. These are excuses that are completely rooted and built upon doubt. Here we go. There's five of them, and, and I'm going to give you the category first. I'm going to give you the voice that you tend to hear. And then I'm going to give you the excuse. So here we go. The first one is money. It's a money doubt. And it sounds like this. I doubt that I have enough money. I can't, I won't do the thing that my heart is pounding in my chest and pushing me to do because I doubt I have enough money. The excuse that we then rationalize is it's too expensive. Now, I want you to catch this. I'm going to break it down on this first one so that as I walk through the other four, you're going to go, oh, I see this. But I want you to watch the progression, okay? We have a heart prompt that gives us a vision. We see a desired future. And because there are so many unknowns with moving into the future, until we go get knowledge, it becomes frightening. So then our brain gets involved because that's what our brain is wired to do. The amygdala at the back of the brain is literally our fight or flight response. The brain is doing its job, but you've got to understand how the brain works and then how we work with the heart. How do the heart and the brain get on the same page? So, So we see something, we go, oh my gosh, that's probably going to be pretty expensive. There's probably some money involved. There's always money involved, but we don't know how expensive it is until we dive into it. But what happens is, is the fear starts going, raise it up. Right? It's, oh, and then the doubt presents itself. I doubt that I have enough money to pull this off. Now, the progression is we don't put the doubt on trial. We don't go find evidence to support or disagree with the doubt and so we sit watch this this is so fantastic we sit with the doubt and because we don't get any information to prove or disprove the doubt the doubt becomes the dominant voice in our head and it overrides our heart and then we come up with an excuse to justify sitting still or complacency and so then it's too expensive 
So the doubt, which is unproven, now gets a very logical thought to validate the doubt. Well, it's too expensive. I'm going to do the smart thing and not spend too much money. So now you feel like good about yourself. All right, the next one is a talent doubt. I doubt I have enough talent. The excuse? I'm just not good enough. I'm being smart right here. By the way, every one of these excuses, it's too expensive, I'm not good enough, and the remaining three that I'll give you, all of them sound very smart. And that's why they're an excuse. It's a, this is a validating reason as to why I should not move forward and stay complacent. Uh Uh-oh, I'm stepping on toes. The excuse here with the talent doubt is I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough, so I'm actually being smart, and I'm staying in my lane. All right, the next one is time. It's a time doubt. I doubt I have enough time. The excuse is it's too late. My ship has sailed, and I just got to be realistic. I'm not going to be one of those delusional people that chase their dreams. too late. Another one is, I'm too busy. I got too much going on. I got three teenagers. I got, I got too much going on. My mom is dealing with some health issues. I got, I'm too busy, and it becomes an excuse to stay put. Next is the connection doubt. I doubt that I know the right people. Ken, I just don't know enough people. I get this call on the show. Ken, I'm from a super small town. I don't know anybody at all. I hear you talk about the proximity principle. To get around people that are doing what you want to do. To get in places where what I want to do is happening and I meet more of the right people. Ken, I just don't know enough people. So that's the excuse. I just don't have any connections. And the final doubt is the opportunity doubt. It sounds like this. I doubt that there's a place for me. I doubt that I'll get a shot. I just don't think there's a place. It's too competitive, is the voice. The excuse is, it's just too competitive. Uh, In other words, I didn't write this in my notes as I prepared this, but another one here, the the voice is just, it's, it's a long shot. My chances are so small that that I'll even get the shot, right? So then we play this opportunity cost in our head, and again, we convince ourselves we're doing the smart thing. Uh, it's it's a long shot. Why would I do that? <laughs> it's like playing the lottery, Ken. <laughs> right? You see how this is happening? Let's just review those, those excuses. The money doubt, the excuse is it's too expensive. I'm being smart with my money. Uh, the talent doubt is I'm not good enough. I, I'm not, you know, look, I, I'm self-aware. The time doubt. I'm too busy. Look, I got, I got, I got bigger priorities. I got to be an adult. I got to be mature. The connection doubt. I, I just don't know enough people. This isn't realistic. What am I delusional? I'm not a delusional freak. And the opportunity doubt. It's a long shot. It's a long shot. Why would I do that? There's no reason to throw hail marys. So, now that I've exposed what I believe are really the five big voices of doubt and then the excuses that come with them, the reason I reveal this to you is because when these doubts arise, I don't want you to summarily or to just flippantly dismiss them. I want you to dive into them because 
Sometimes our doubts are based on truth, but many times the doubts are lying to us or giving us the wrong perspective that the challenge in the now is a permanent challenge. But there's no facts to say that this doubt I'm dealing with in the now is a long-term hurdle. And so, buttoning this all up, why does this matter to know these voices of doubt and the excuses to make? Because we act on what we believe. And if you don't have a way in your own mind and with people in your life to get these thoughts out and examine them, you're going to be stuck for a long time. Hey, I would love to hang out with you. I love coaching people up, taking their questions at live events, and I want to talk to some people right now that may be dealing with a really powerful emotion. Those, That emotion is, you're confused. Now, understand that this feels like a problem, but it's just an emotion. And the reason you've got that emotion is because you lack clarity. And and when you're when you get clear, confusion disappears and doesn't hold you back. But some of you are confused about which path to take professionally. Do I start that side hustle? Uh, Do I launch it full-time and go all in? When do I go all in? Uh, I'm stuck in this field. I know I don't want to be in this field, but I don't know what field to go to. You're just in a place of confusion. And if that's you, I've got a one-night event coming called Career Breakthrough. And I'm going to give you the formula to break through that confusion. And I'd love to hang out with you. These are going to be super intimate. I'm taking your questions live in the crowd. There are the dates on the screen for those watching, for those listening. I'm coming to Kansas City. So if you're near Kansas City or somebody you know needs to get some breakthrough and get unstuck and get some clarity, Kansas City, April 20th, Chicago, Illinois, May 16th, Atlanta, Georgia, May 18th, Dallas, Texas, May 23rd. The website is kencoleman.com slash events. kencoleman.com slash events. Going to be a lot of fun, and uh, there's a special intimacy, and there's a special feeling of momentum when you're around other people who are looking to break through. And what are you going to get here? Clarity, confidence, and courage to make the right decision to increase your income and increase the impact that you want to make in this world. So, KenColeman.com slash events. Uh, and again, our first event's coming up pretty fast in Kansas City, Missouri. So, love to see you there in the surrounding areas, April 20th. Uh, all the details, again, KenColeman.com slash events. Uh, okay. Jobs, jobs, jobs. The report is out. Uh, February jobs report is uh, uh, pretty nice. And uh, there's some stuff to interpret here. So I've got my handy-dandy articles here because I am a man of the people, by the people, for the people. Um, and I'm here to inform you, what do you do with this information? Because all the talking heads are just going to they're just gonna read a prompter and they're going to uh, maybe have an expert or, you know, that's, uh, that's loosely. See, I'm not an expert. That's why you can trust me. I, I'm just a guy who approaches everything with common sense. I, I'm not putting myself forth as an expert. Uh, but apparently on YouTube, the, the people want to hear what I got to say. 
So who knew? Alex tells me, hey, they want the commentary man on the current event. So, hey, you know what you get with me? Me. Like it or not, I'm going to give it to you. So, okay, what does this mean? All right, so let's just look at the numbers. And we're not going to do too much wonkiness and get into the. I'm not an economist. Okay? So, uh, the economy added 242,000 jobs in February. Okay? This is up substantially from 119,000 jobs in January. Okay? Wage growth, and this is a key item for those of you that are thinking, what's the economy like? How's it affecting me and my pocketbook? Okay? By the way, I just realized there are a bunch of people who have no idea what a pocketbook is. So how does it affect your wallet? How does it affect your money? All right. So wage growth has decelerated slightly, and I mean slightly. Give you an example. Uh, for those who remained in their jobs, they're seeing a 7.2% annual increase. That's down 0.1%. Job changers saw growth in their income of 14.3% compared with job changers in January saw a increase in their income by 14.9%. So again, very slight. We're talking about we're talking about small percentage of a percentage, okay? But that is a good sign and I'm just stop here for a moment and say that the reason that inflation is very stubborn right now and sticking around is now where we sit now. It's not about supply chain issues, supply demand as it relates to goods. It is about supply demand based on workers. And so you can see these numbers. People that are staying are getting a 7.2% annual bump in their income. Folks, that's that's a significant bump from what has been traditionally about 3 to 4%. Why is this happening? This is happening because the Great Resignation that started in 2021, went all the way through 2022, and continues in 2023 in real numbers. Let me tell you what that means. We're still seeing record numbers of people leaving jobs every month to the tune of four-plus million people changing jobs. So you remember when you were in school, uh, some of you, I don't know if kids play musical chairs anymore. Nathan, do, do the kids play? You got younger kids. They play musical chairs. Is that a thing at preschool? I don't know. Uh, yeah, kind yeah of. maybe. Okay. Bottom line is a fun little game where you had four chairs, five people. And you played some obnoxious song. Whatever you did, everybody's running around. And when the music stopped, you had to sit in the chair. Four chairs, five people, right? Give a little extra bonus content today, folks, because it's a Friday. And so then, you know, the person didn't get a chair. They're out. They reduce the chair. They keep going. But we're just moving around. We're constantly up and moving. And that's what's going on in the job market right now, okay? For you Gen Z people have no idea what musical chairs is. You can thank me later. Neela Richardson, uh, ADP's chief economist, looked at the report and said, uh, we're seeing robust hiring, which is good for the economy and workers, but pay growth is still quite elevated. So that's not really good for the overall economy because, again, as I was just saying, the number one driver of inflation right now is wage growth. Hourly wages are still elevated. There's slight cooling that we saw from the January wages to February, but they're still elevated. Uh, she goes on to say the modest slowdown in pay increases on its own is unlikely to drive down inflation rapidly in the near term, and she's absolutely right. Okay. Uh, 
couple other things I want you to know. Um, average hourly earnings were up only 0.2% last month. Over the last three months, hourly wages have risen at 3.6% annual rate. That's down from 4.9% in the final months of last year. So, good news on inflation in that we've got to continue to see wages stabilize. Okay? And again, I'm all for everybody making money. That's part of why you listen and watch this show. I'm going to help you get promoted. You're making more money. But understand this, as I've said many times before. When we artificially are driving because of like, oh, let's do this, let's this, and you raise the minimum wage for the kid working at Burger King, okay, Burger King is passing the cost on to you in your combo, okay? Let's just understand that like all these big companies, when they pay somebody more, they're charging you more, okay? Um, so what does that mean? It means that you're going to see the prices of goods and services still stay pretty high. We also have a weight. We have a job gap right now where we have millions more jobs that are posted than people that are unemployed. We also have reminding you 7 million men age 25 to 55 that aren't working. They're just at home. Now, before I get attacked, I'm not attacking stay-at-home dads if the if the wife is working. That's fine. If that's your jam, I got no problem with it. I'm not talking about stay-at-home dads. I'm talking about dudes that could work and should work. They've taken their ball and they're gone home because they're not making the money they want or they just got no grit, and now they just, they're just hanging out. Somebody's supporting them, okay? So that's a big challenge to our labor market right now make no mistake about that okay so why am i telling you this don't get all freaked out over what the fed is going to do don't get freaked out you control your income you control your budget you control your expenses not jerome powell okay the fed does it looks like they're going to raise interest rates again that would be the logical conclusion because Jerome Powell said he wants to raise rates to cool the employment market. Well, the employment market is hot. Now, some good news. Forget about our feckless Fed chair, Jerome Powell. He's a moron. He doesn't know what he's doing. The job market's great. Go get you some. I'm here to help. Helping you get unstuck so that you become unstoppable. This is the Ken Coleman Show. If you enjoy the show and it's helping you, uh, would you do two things? If you're watching via YouTube, would you subscribe and share? Uh, And then if you're uh, listening via podcast, would you follow us? And would you give us a five-star review? That helps us grow, and it's the greatest marketing tool of all time. So if this is adding value to you, please do that. Thank you so very much. Also, for those of you that want to schedule a coaching session here, uh, you can do it two ways. You can email your question, ask at kencoma.com, and we do an Ask Ken segment where I'll answer those in rapid fire. Uh, or you can call in and leave a voicemail, 844-747-2577, 844-747-2577 to uh, call in, and we'll get you on. We'll change your name, 
location and everything if it's a sensitive uh, phone call. Um, and uh, we'll help you that way as well. So don't be scared. I'm going to take good care of you. Seattle, Washington. Jeannie is there. Jeannie, you're on the Ken Coleman Show. Hi. Good morning, Ken. How are you? I am living the dream. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. I have my paper right here. Uh-oh. Yeah! Oh! First time ever, first time ever we had a listener give me a paper crinkle, and I couldn't be any happier right now. This is very exciting, Jeannie. You made my day. Everything is downhill from here. What's up? So I'm 28. I've been in healthcare for eight years, but I've been a nurse for about four. I recently was laid off from a major like organization here in Seattle I'm back sorry. in October. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I know I listen to you and John and I always listen to you before I go to work. Um, so I know when you guys were talking about how laying off is like kind of like losing a family member or it losing a loved one. Emotionally, it absolutely is. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I've transitioned to outpatient nursing in urgent care for mm-hmm. about like three months. Okay. Um, I'm feeling pretty burnt out yeah. in my nursing job right now, but I'm really debating almost every day. Like, how do I know? whether or not to leave nursing or use my talents in a leadership role. I naturally, I think it's because I'm a Leo. I always gravitate towards being in a leadership role. Yeah. So I'm just debating. um, Well, so it's a pretty simple process. We look at where you are currently and we go, Mm -hmm. is there anything that could happen that would change Mm -hmm. the rhythm and the environment because it's a combination of two. When I hear somebody being burned out, and certainly with nurses and teachers is where I hear most of it, mm-hmm. is that the rhythm plus the environment, it's just unsustainable. So yeah. you have to you have to kind of step back mm-hmm. and be okay with the answer. And and being okay with the answer means I'm going to dig into this and and then I'm going to be okay with what the answer is. And so the, the question is this. Are there changes that could be made and will those changes be made or what are the percentage chances that the changes will be made that could make it better? And when we dive into that, and if it becomes very, very clear that it is a long shot that the changes will be made or it is a long shot that changes could be made. If it's pretty obvious, then we go, okay. There's my sign. I, I, I've got to move on. I can only mm-hmm. control my attitude mm-hmm. and my action. At some okay. point, folks, I mean, and, and listen, listen, th- this is the cold reality of work. I mean, there, there are points at time where you want it to work out, but there is nothing that you can actually do to change it. Mm-hmm. And so then we have to accept that. And we go, okay. I'm going to I'm going to control my attitude and my actions. So my attitude is not going to be oh, I'm stuck here forever. I can't get off the hamster wheel. I mean, that's that's garbage. Mm-hmm. Right. Right? And, and so our attitude is going to be all right, this sucks. Change has been forced on me. Mm-hmm. And that's just how it goes. That's life. I'm going to put on my big girl pants and I'm going to do hard things. That's the attitude. Mm-hmm. And so then the action yeah. comes out of that. It's like, okay, I start looking. And so I think that's the thing. And I think you'll be able to figure that out. In fact, mm-hmm. I think you already know the answer. <laughs> yeah. What's the answer? So. I can change it. There, 
our current clinic manager, she's leaving, and our nurse supervisor, she wants to stay where she is. But that's where I'm kind of, that's where kind of the toxicity is coming from with her. So I'm like, okay, should I go for the clinic manager role and then the question is the question is if I removed her today, if I could take my Ken Coleman show pencil that I got right here, and if I went Uh poof, she's gone. Yep. I don't want anybody to get alarmed or offended. I'd put her in some other nice place where she could be toxic. But we would remove her from Jeannie's situation. Uh And if I could remove Uh her, would you even be calling me, asking me about taking a different position in leadership? That's the million-dollar question. Probably not. Why? Yeah. Because you love love being a nurse. Mm -hmm. So now what I don't want you to do, and folks, this is really crucial. This is so important to get. Jeannie has a toxic leader. Jeannie can't fire her leader. So Jeannie should not take a management position to avoid the leader when she wants to be a nurse. So Jeannie has to find another department or another place to be a nurse. Because here's what happens. If we step out of our sweet spot, the role that we love, the role that we were created to fill, and we step out of it to avoid a problem, we will step into that new role and we will have temporary relief. Now watch this. Temporary relief. Oh, okay, I don't have to deal with that mm-hmm. awful leader. <sighs> right? And we kind of exhale and it's going to be really, really nice. And then we adapt. And then we realize, oh, I avoided this problem, but I've created a new problem. And the new problem is I long to caretake again. I long to be with the patient. I miss that. And that's what creates confusion. So in this situation, we must get to the root of the problem and you've identified it. So different team, Mm -hmm. different location, same role. Am I right? Yeah, that's right. Okay. Is it possible? It is, um, but I don't want it to look like, I was just watching a video on Instagram about how, like the recent one about nurses. um, Oh, yeah. How it'll look or how it'll feel, feeling guilt. I don't feel the guilt at all because I know that I've, you know, done my duty and I don't feel bad about that. I just feel bad how it looks like I've only been there for about four months and then having to look for another job. Um, But I know that nursing has changed and that's okay. I just don't want it to look, I just don't want to burn my bridges because healthcare here, especially it's a small world. Okay. So Um, this is, this is great. I'm glad you brought up this fear. Let's walk through this because a lot of people feel this. Let's get really practical. What would mm -hmm. have to be true? In other words, what would you have to do to burn the bridge when you leave? (laughs) Pretty much just, you know, be, be disrespectful. Don't give a notice at all. Um, okay. What kind are, of just not. Yeah. In, a, in other words, be a jerk. Mm-hmm. What are the chances, Jeannie? I'm not. Jeannie, you're no <laughs> jerk. Yeah. Hey, Jeannie, I know some jerks. Okay. <laughs> I know some jerks. You're no jerk. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. we don't have to worry about that. You're going to be classy. Right. And you also live in a, I mean, you work in a very high demand industry, right? Right. Nurses mm-hmm. are changing jobs all the time. It's kind of like the NBA and the NFL. Yeah. I'm a free agent, baby. Nobody, yeah. nobody. You I know, like California drafted me. Right. Nobody criticizes an athlete when they when they're a free right. agent. 
you know? Yeah. I mean, well, their fan base does because they're a bunch of lunatics. In other words, fanatics. I mean, that's where we get the word fan. Mm-hmm. But I mean, any mm-hmm. any person with a normal brain goes, oh, look, man, it can, if this team will pay him five to 10 million more per season, it's a no brainer. Mm-hmm. So let's get over all of the stigma stuff and just be classy, which is who you are, mm-hmm. and you've got nothing to worry about. So head up, mm-hmm. shoulders back. Let's look for a better opportunity. Let's learn from this, though. Mm-hmm. This is the key. I'm trying to empower you, Jeannie, and a lot of people listening and watching today that the job interview is actually more about you than it is them. Yeah. Isn't it, isn't it weird that we kind of go, we go into a job interview, and by the way, Jeannie, I'm going to put you on hold. You're great because i got to land the plane. But here's the We go into a job interview, and you know what we think? i got to impress them. 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 And we don't even think about, wait a second, they got to impress me. Do I want to be there? This is the Ken Coleman Show. Thanks for listening to The Ken Coleman Show. For more, you can find the show on demand wherever you listen to podcasts and watch the show on YouTube. You can also find Ken across all social media by following at Ken Coleman.